Welcome back to the Bosque County Blast. I'm Art Devitalis. And I'm Cynthia Davis. Now for today's News Blast. Let's take a moment and thank those that make the Bosque County Blast possible. This episode is brought to you by Uncle Gus's Marine and Resort, Clifton Feed and Service, Dr. Julie Merriman, Ph.D. Coaching, ViraClear, Uselton Septic Services, Screen Door Inn, Corner Drug Cafe, and Meridian Saddle and Leatherworks. For our lead story today, we'll talk to Angela Smith about some grant funding recently approved for application by Clifton City Council. The grant is a $35,000 matching fund provided by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. When we are going in for you know, submitting for grant funding, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of different criteria that we have to meet regarding the type of project that we're, we're planning as well as the location of that project. Mm-hmm. We procure the grant writer through a bid process. Well, with this particular grant through Texas Department of Agriculture, they encourage us to do a public hearing. That's in our planning as well. And then procuring an engineering company through a bid process as well. So that's where we start in our application process for the grant. Those different groups, the grant writing company as well as the engineers, will help us in determining the best location. So there's definitely some tape involved with this. Grants have requirements every step of the way, and with this one, it requires professional grant writers to complete the proposal. This particular grant fund, which is a community development fund uh, through the Texas Department of Agriculture, the maximum is $350,000, and the city would be matching that at 10%, which would be $35,000. Gotcha. It's a lot of money. It is a good assistance fund for us, but it's a very expensive project, too, in doing infrastructure repair. But if acquired, what will this funding be used for in Clifton? This would be to replace water and sewer lines in problematic areas. That's going to be our highest priority as something that we're continually having to go in and do repairs on. So we're looking at a couple of different sites, one being North Avenue J, where we just are constantly having to go in and make repairs to the water and sewer lines there. And then hopefully, we're not really sure exactly how Texas Department of Agriculture handles the street repairs after that, but generally they'll do like new street over the site where the infrastructure is replaced. Nice, so they provide that. They do provide that. Recently on the 7th Street project that we're just finishing up, have a, a beautiful new street encoding over the infrastructure. Yeah. Now, there is a section where the street needs to be replaced by the city, but we have to wait for this project to end and close out before we can go in and finish doing the street there. Thanks, Angela, for the breakdown, and we look forward to the repairs down the road. Well, folks, we gotta say, this one is for the birds. Winter is the perfect time for wild bird feeding. Clifton Feed has everything you need to take care of our feathered friends. Oil sunflower seed, niger seed, safflower seed, and more are all in stock. Several wild bird blends are also available at Clifton Feed. Drop by the store or visit cliftonfeed.com to check out all of their bird supplies today and see what you can attract to your yard. Don't forget, get that camera ready. To the news desk. On Saturday, January 16th at 6 p.m., the Meridian Parks and Rec Department will present its Winter Wonderland feature, the 2006 feel-good animated film, Happy Feet. 
The characters are fun, the storyline is sweet, and the music is dazzling. The film delivers everything from funk to rock to disco with the late pop star Prince writing an original song for the movie. The Song of the Heart. Don't miss this one. The Linda Lucas Hardy Workshop at the Bosky Arts Center runs through Saturday and Sunday, February 20th and 21st from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The registration deposit is due the morning of the event. Register now for the luminous, lustrous color pencil on drafting film workshop conducted by master color pencil artist Linda Lucas Hardy. If the workshop is postponed or rescheduled, the center will notify all attendees and a rescheduled date will be provided or a refund. You can visit bosqueartcenter.org for more info and to find out the cost of registration. Uncle Gus's Marine and Resort on Lake Whitney is looking for quality vendors to partner with. This will be the third Thursday trade days, set to begin later this year. The event will be held indoors and out at the resort and includes electricity and internet. Booth spaces will be 10 by 10 feet. The resort can host up to 1,500 people on the property, promising a great opportunity for foot traffic with enough space to social distance. If you have a unique small business, food truck, or other great idea to contribute, email hello at unclegusmarina.com with the subject line, Third Thursday Trade Days. We spoke to local fire departments about the need for volunteers across Bosque County. I'm Jim Ashworth, captain with the Morgan Volunteer Fire Department. We've been in business since 1955. We currently have about 17 members. We have four trucks that we run out of with a rescue truck. We cover roughly, what, 300 square miles. We cover grass, fire, train derailments, accidents, you name it. So how can you get started volunteering with the Morgan VFD? Anybody that would be interested, they would need to come in and fill out an application. We have our meetings on every second and fourth Thursday of every month. A background investigation would be required before joining the department. We welcome all people. We have a junior program as well for 16 to 17 year olds if they're interested. We, we do train on different things that helps get firefighters acquainted with the way things work. And like I say, we welcome everybody to come check out our meetings if they want to. That way they can get a better feel and if they're willing to join, we'd be more than happy to have them. Morgan VFD, Brian on Facebook. We also have a phone number that interested personnel can call and that way we can give them all the information when we meet, how long we meet, and things like that. Thanks, Captain, for the rundown. We also spoke to Chief Chris Eoff of the West Shore VFD. My name is Chris Eoff. I am the chief over here at West Shore Fire Department, Lagoon Park. West Shore has been around now for 53 years. We are a Class A fire department here in Bosque County. We also put on the Texas largest fish fry. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we haven't had it, but... We're hoping that that changes this year. We have 20 active members. Like I said, we're always looking for more help is what we really need. And here's how to get started with the department. You need to come up, and every first Tuesday of each month, we have our business meeting. You need to make three of those business meetings in a row, you know, each month, and training meetings. After that, you will get a background check, and if all that passes, we'll vote you in. Uh, we train three times a month. We have nine trucks. Three brush trucks, one rescue, and a rehab unit. We're the only one in the county with a rehab unit to bring snacks and drinks and everything out to fire scenes. And we have a 2,000-gallon tanker pumper, 
and one house truck. With COVID and everything, things have been kind of tight, but we're holding our own. If anybody would like to give a donation, feel free to reach out to the fire department or any one of our members. But once again, we need volunteers. We need help. So if anybody wants to give it a shot, come on up here and we'll see what you can do. And look up for some upcoming events with this one that are always a community hit. We've missed the festivities and the good times. Also in April, there is a possibility of our barbecue cook-off. Something's burning. (laughs) And it all depends on, you know, this COVID stuff, but that's still kind of up in there. So we do two major fundraisers a year. Thanks, Chris. Last but not least, we spoke to Public Information Officer Lynn Dahl of Clifton VFD about the process for becoming a volunteer firefighter there. This is Lynn Dahl with the Clifton Volunteer Fire Department. To become a member of the Clifton Volunteer Fire Department, you have to fill out an application. At that point, the application is turned in to all the members, and then we assign an interview committee of three. We do a background check, and we call references. And then the next month, we vote on whether or not we feel comfortable with what we found out and how the person behaved in the interview. And then if they're voted on, then they are voted into a six-month probationary period if they pass everything. And then after six months, they are voted on again. And if they have filled all the responsibilities and look like they will be a good fit with CVFD, then they are voted in as a full voting member. The schedule can be challenging for some to maintain, so it certainly is a commitment. We need people to be available or as available as they can be every Monday for the first three Mondays. On the first Monday of every month, we meet and take roll at 6.30, and we conduct a business meeting. We go over all the, all the facts and figures of the month. We report on calls. We go over any issues that we've had. We discuss new purchasing. Anything having to do with the business of the fire department, repairs, etc. Following two two Mondays of each month at 6:30, we take roll and we do training until approximately 8:30 or 9. And people are expected to be there as much as they can. If you can't be, then we request that you call ahead to one of us, usually myself, and let me know why you're not able to come. And then we will hopefully get you set up with a trainer for maybe an additional day of training because we can't have people just miss training for extended periods of time. We need to know that you're trained as well as everyone else that did make that Monday training. Thanks, Lynn, and reach out to your local fire department today to find out how you can serve your community. Volunteer firefighters race to protect our land, houses, and businesses in Bosque County should the worst happen. Clifton Volunteer is always accepting applications So anyone that would like to apply that can pass a background check and feels like that they can dedicate the time needed, please do so. Contact any firefighter or you can contact me and we can get you an application. We do like for people to be able to obligate themselves to 50% to 75% of the time to be able to make calls and to definitely be able to make trainings to assist at the fire department. We have work days. The trucks need to be cleaned. We do fundraisers. We do basic maintenance on the buildings and the trucks. We serve in a great many capacities within this community. So anyone that would like to attend, even if they feel like that they can only serve in an auxiliary role, maybe behind the scenes or helping with fundraisers, that's all right, too. We always need people, and we have multiple roles that that person can fulfill. 
We all live in the country, and we accept certain things because we love it. But one thing we don't love is being up to our neck in, well, you know what. When that happens to us, we call Uselton Septic Services. This was the first time we'd ever used them. Right away, we found ourselves with more knowledge, better pricing, and impeccable customer service. Uselton is owned and operated by local couple Jay and Nicole Uselton and offers full septic services. From tank disposal and inspections to new builds and repairs, they've got you covered. Taking a look at local basketball from last Friday, Itasca barely overtook the Valley Mills Eagles girls 30-28. The Iredell Dragons ladies soared over the Copperl Eagles 86-12. For the boys, Oglesby overtook Cranfield's Gap 71-48. Frost took the win over Meridian, 52-32. Again, the Iredell boys won over Copperell, 79-3. Last Tuesday, the Clifton boys came very close to taking out the West Trojans, losing 49-47. Morgan swept the Iredell boys varsity, 87-53. The Lady Yellow Jackets lost against the Hamilton Bulldogs, 68-9. Moving to tomorrow's games for girls basketball, Meridian will face Itasca at home beginning at 5 p.m. The Walnut Springs ladies will face the Arlington, Texas Leadership Charter Academy away at the same time. Iredell and Covington are set to play away at 6 p.m., while Copra will play at home against Morgan. Valley Mills will travel to Italy to begin play at 6.15. The Lady Cubs will play Lorena away at 11.15 a.m. this Saturday. For the boys in Bosque County, Aquila will travel to play the Cranfields Gap Lions at 7.30 p.m. tomorrow. Clifton is set to play Lorena at 7.30 as well. Walnut Springs will play the Arlington, Texas Leadership Center Academy at 6.30 p.m., while Iredale will travel to Covington to play at 7.30 p.m. ViraClear serves Bosque County and sanitizes any venue for COVID and other harmful viruses and bacteria. A single application takes out germs continuously, provide normal cleaning procedures continue, and services remain undamaged. ViraClear is locally owned and operated. They've treated local venues like schools, civic buildings, and businesses. Call Mike Mursky at 833-817-3620 for more details or watch the video on ViraClear.net. They can't stop the spread of COVID-19 human-to-human but can make a barrier for nearly everything in between. Whitehaven Canine is offering a class for April 3rd this year in Clifton at Bark. Spots are still available for basic obedience, and four more spots still need to be filled. The class is held every Saturday and continuing for a total of six weeks. Call 254-229-5545 to get scheduled today. The Screen Door Inn offers fantastic accommodations for anyone visiting Clifton, Meridian, Valley Mills, and beyond. Visit ScreenDoorInn.com or call 254-675-7829 to book your stay today. Part of your stay includes a continental breakfast made fresh from the Corner Drug Cafe. Just visit them on Facebook at Corner Drug Cafe for treats and pictures of what to expect from the bed and breakfast. It's delicious eye candy. For our final story today, we caught up with Sheriff Trace Hendricks after his first week at the Bosque County Sheriff's Office. We asked what's planned for the future and an update on the jail. I'm Sheriff Hendricks, Bosque County Sheriff's Department. 
The staff are going to receive some additional training, especially in the areas of keeping the jail up to what jail standards deems acceptable. A lot of that's cleanliness. Some of it has to do with possessions that inmates are allowed to have. For instance, you know, we found some inmates that had what we call free world clothes. You know, free world clothes, that's what we wear out here. Well, when you get booked into a jail, you get a jail-issued uniform. And the reason you're given that, one, is sanitation. Secondly, if there ever is an opportunity for someone to breach the security and get outside of the facility, if they're in orange, the public's going to recognize that and we're going to start getting calls. Whereas if you see somebody walking down the street in basketball shorts and a t-shirt and regular tennis shoes, that's not going to stand out to you at all. So where does the inmate transfer program stand in the midst of COVID-19? COVID most definitely had an effect on it. So the previous administration actually completed and executed the contract to start housing inmates. And of course, there's going to be a little bit of uncertain times as you get started because of the pandemic. So back in July, as far as I can tell so far by the records I see, the jail actually started housing two inmates from Hamilton County. And then up until last week, those same two were the only two. Last week, after doing the jail inspection and doing a little bit of cleanup work, we implemented a process in which we'd start bringing them in, which is three at a time, and we'll bring them in and they'll spend some time in quarantine until we're sure that they don't have the virus. And then once we're sure they don't, then they will go into general population and we'll bring three more in and they'll go through quarantine. And ultimately the goal is to get somewhere in the number of 20 inmates for out-of-county housing. He explained further on the status of inmates that are typically transferred from Hamilton County and held in Bosque. The jail will accommodate 64 and we're running in the low 20s currently. Okay, so there's still room. Yes. You typically sit in county jail until you're sentenced, and once you're sentenced, then they start looking for the first opportunity to get you into the state facility or federal, whatever the case may be. But in the meantime, while you're waiting trial and sentencing, you're housed in the county jail. Once you're sentenced, then you get on a wait list, and as soon as that number comes up, they come and they pick those up and take them to the state or the federal prison system. Are the inmates pre-trial? Are they serving time out at Hamilton? It's a combination. There there are some that haven't been to trial. There are some that have been to trial and and have been sentenced. And some of them are serving county jail time. Mm -hmm. The majority of them are actually waiting to what we call catch the chain, which means go to the state prison. The jailers, that's one of the main purposes of their rounds is to keep an eye on people and monitor their behavior. And if they start feeling like somebody's at risk mentally, then they bring it to our attention and we take steps necessary to, they need to be in a cell by themselves or whatever their needs may be, we try to accommodate to mm-hmm. keep them in their happy place, I guess you'd say. There is work programs, but they have to be a trustee status in order to come out of the cell and work. Mm-hmm. Right now, due to COVID, they can only work on jail property. In other words, they can't leave the premises, whereas before they would take a work crew and go out and help commissioners do potholes mm-hmm. or trim ditches or whatever the case may be. But, but right now, because of COVID, they're not allowed to leave the premises. Mm-hmm.
And of course, we had to ask, how was his first week as sheriff? First week in office was lots of meetings. I got to meet and speak with a lot of good people from around the county. I have several other meetings set up, some with fire departments and other people, as well as just citizens around the county. It's, it's been a very eventful first week. Yeah, but obviously positive. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. The staff seems to have really jumped in and stepped up and everybody working towards the same goal. Thank you for your time, Sheriff, and for the updates. It definitely keeps us all in the loop. And that's it for the Bosque County Blast. Tune in on bosquecountyblast.com for more and check out the big Bosque County business directory as it grows. I'm Art DeVitalis. And I'm Cynthia Davis. Thank you for listening. Thank you.